Hey, listener, are you happy with your current chicken wings? Do you wish you had something a little saucier? If you answered yes, then it might be time for you to break up with your old chicken wings and get a new honey. Lemon pepper wing from Popeye's. Share the wings with your friends so they can see it's time to move on, too. Head to Popeye's and get six-piece honey lemon pepper wings for $5.99 at participating U.S. restaurants. Price may vary. Remember the Thai cave rescue? What about the mission depicted in Black Hawk Down or the epic rescue shown in Captain Phillips? You've probably heard of all of these, but did you know that U.S. Air Force Special Warfare played a pivotal role in all of them? These airmen are the most highly trained warriors on the planet. Other forces like the SEALs and Army Rangers call on them to provide skills no one else can. Not many people make the cut, but if you think you can, visit AirForce.com to learn more. This is the Busted Open Podcast. You can listen to the full show Monday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156. Welcome to the Busted Open Podcast. This is Dave LaGreca. On today's episode, WWE Hall of Famer, TNA Hall of Famer, and the greatest tag team wrestler of all time, Bully Ray, and I go back to what was a magical evening in Miami. That's right, Road Rager, AEW Dynamite, top to bottom, a great show. But the big surprise and the shock, and has the wrestling world talking, is Malachi Black. That's right, formerly Aleister Black in the WWE, making his presence known in AEW. We talk about it right now on the Busted Open Podcast. How did Excalibur know that Tommy End had already changed his name to Malachi Black? I have no idea. I mean, he just said that it's a different personality. It's a different time. It's not the Tommy End that we know, and he's now being referred to as Malachi Black. How he knew that, I don't know. Um, I I guess that's uh, what they want to come across, but I could not tell you. I, I, I wish they would have I wish they would have told that story a little bit better. You know, maybe, uh, you know, maybe nobody would have known of the name Malachi Black. But maybe when they went off the air last night, there could have been a final shot of Excalibur walking back to the uh, walking back to the dressing room. And out of nowhere, out of the darkness, comes Tommy End. He puts Excalibur up against the wall, and he says, if anybody should know, it's you. I'm Malachi Black. Boom. And then you go off the air. I thought that would have buttoned it up real nice. But then I realized that the minute uh, Tommy End's segment ended on Dynamite, Pro Wrestling Tees already had the Malachi Black t-shirt up. So they were trying to, you know, catch that Push lightning it. in a yeah. bottle, you know, and grab that dollar bill. I just wish they would have told that story a little bit better. Um, nonetheless, an incredible debut. People, fans were into it. The AEW fan base is going to eat up Malachi Black. Yes. So I, I found it a little odd that they chose Arn Anderson, a beloved veteran, to be involved with that because you knew uh malachi was going to get a monster pop 
I don't think there was any heat in the segment of spin kicking Arn Anderson. Now, I don't think people were people weren't booing him because they were still riding the wave of shock, and uh, like you know, you know, like holy shit, he's here. You know, nobody knew about it. You know, the the no 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 spoilers were out there. And then Dave, let me let me pump this one off of you. Uh, Cody slides in to make the save and doesn't do anything. Yeah, he kind of like stood there and kind of was. It was more like a po- I don't know if you call it posturing or just waiting for him to make a move. And then he like you know Cody let his guard down to go check on Arn, and that's when Malachi Black gave him the kick to the head. I don't even think he let his guard down. I mean, Arn Anderson is to Cody Rhodes what Mickey was to Rocky. You know, that's kind of the way I look at that relationship. And and here's a guy in Malachi Black who just spin kicked Arn's head off, and he's laid out. And Cody slid in very gingerly, and it looked like there was a little bit of a conversation. And then he backed off. And it's not like he ever turned his back to him or anything like that, but then Malachi just spun, spin kicks him. I almost wish Cody would have slid in, and the minute he popped up, bang, he would have got spun, spin kicked from Malachi. It just was a disconnect for me to, to, to see Cody slide in there and not go right after Malachi. Once again, a tiny little thing that I think would have helped button up that segment. Nevertheless, great job by AEW, keeping the surprise, and a great debut from Malachi. Yeah, and the crowd popped. I got to admit, I popped as well. When when the light turned on and it was him standing in the ring, I said, holy shit, because, you know, we know as fans, Bully, and we talk about it here on Busted Open, we know about the no-compete clause when it comes to wrestlers, when they get future-endeavored by the WWE, and it's 90 days that gets thrown around. That's This is obviously not 90 days, and there's – a lot of internet chatter that they never changed his clause from when he left, when he moved from NXT to the main roster. So he still just had a 30 day clause in his WWE contract. Nonetheless, it doesn't matter, bully. It adds to the fact that we had no idea it was coming. And it, the, it's very few far in between where we're surprised. Like we were last night that Miami crowd popped heavy. I mean, forget about just cheering, jumping up and down on their feet, which, you know, those are rare moments in pro wrestling because everything somehow gets spoiled on social media. I was all over social media last night tweeting about AEW Dynamite. I didn't see anything about Tommy End. I just jumped on the Twitter machine and lots of people have chimed chimed in already saying that um, Tommy End posted a video on his Instagram talking about the new persona Malachi Black. That's great. I like I love it when um social media helps to connect the dots, but not the first dot. Okay, the first dot should have been last night. The Instagram should have followed it up cuz I didn't look at I don't follow him on Instagram or anything like that. I don't know about this, so I'm kind of left scratching my head. I'm sure you're the same way, that you had no idea that the Instagram post was out there. No, but you know what? Now that that I know that, then it kind of played out a little bit, like, I guess the way it should have when it comes to, like, Jim Ross. Because Jim Ross was like, hey, that's Tommy End. 
you know, not mentioning anything about Malachi Black, but, you know, knowing Excalibur being younger, probably being all over social media, knew of Malachi Black from maybe watching that video. I agree with you. The first dot should start last night. But again, a good connecting of the dots when you look at and hear the expression of a JR and then hear it from somebody like Excalibur. Nonetheless, Bully, I always think of you when I think of the crowd of AEW Dynamite because always early on you preached when there was the Wednesday Night War of how you kind of gravitated towards AEW because of the crowd. Obviously, we've been seeing the same crowd week in and week out for over 15 months, and that's at Daly's Place in Jacksonville. It was good to get a different crowd in Miami last night, seeing different faces, seeing a different arena and a different venue, and it did bring me back to where we were in 2019. Uh, the the AEW fan base, the AEW live crowd, is going to be very hard to compete with. And not that they're in competition with anybody, but we find ourselves every once in a while still comparing shows. I mean, let's take let's take the most obvious comparison, which we've been doing now for the past year, which is NXT. That AEW crowd will blow the NXT crowd out of the water. It's not even close. Um, and even if you compare apples to apples, if you took in 100 NXT fans compared to 100 AEW fans, the AEW fans are considerably more vocal and passionate about the product. Hell, even Izzy would call in and tell us that, you know, she was kind of disappointed in the crowd, you know, in NXT just a couple of weeks ago. That That's going to, the AEW crowd and how lively and loud they are is going to make that viewing experience even more better. Because if you're sitting at home Let's just say you're not an AEW fan. Maybe you're a WWE traditionalist who is just tuning into AEW for the first time. And you hear that crowd and you see that crowd and you see all the smiles on people's faces, which AEW does a real great job of capturing once Dynamite comes on the air. You're going to be like, wow. This is this yeah. is someplace I'd like to be. This is something I should be watching. You know, I want to I, I want to be in with the cool crowd. So yeah, that crowd. Um, you always hear me and Tommy compare it to the to the ECW crowd and how important they were to the product. Same thing with AEW. Yeah, and and the thing too, bully. And listen, you know, Tommy and I talked a lot about NXT from Tuesday night, and what a great show, top to bottom, that NXT had. There was just something about that show last night that you know a lot of times with wrestling bully you know especially with me with a monday night raw kind of leaves me with a bad taste in my mouth and again can't wait for this thunderdome to be completely gone and after next week we'll never have to see it again you know pray but man there's just something about that aew show last night that really had me jacked up where i had trouble falling asleep because i was so jacked up a great crowd like the one that we saw last night will do that. And and listen, Miami, and this is not just for wrestling, sports in general is not known for that type of a crowd, right? You know, Dolphins, no matter how great the Dolphins are playing, they don't really sell out. Not a lot of people, because Miami, it's a warm weather beach type of area. There's a lot to do in Miami other than watching a sporting event. But that crowd last night was jacked. They they love their AEW, and they couldn't wait for the return. And now that you look at the rest of the tour, 
them being in Texas, them being in, in Charlotte, North Carolina, them being in Pittsburgh, you know, Britt Baker's home city, you know, then them coming to New York and New Jersey in September. Is this going to be a nice road for AEW these next few months? It'd be great if AEW is able to sell out all of these venues and, you know, announce a sold out tour. But no matter how many people show up, the the crowd will always carry that show through. And as long as you get great action, as we got last night, that that crowd is going to be even more boisterous. And that's the kind of wrestling crowd that you want to party with in the parking lot, who you want to hang out with afterwards, because that's that wrestling community that me and you kind of grew up on. Yep. You know, hanging out with our buds before we went into the event. And then that post uh, event adulation, you know, that post Madison Square Garden feel where you just want to talk about it and then go have a beer. And, you know, it's good stuff. You know, it, it really is uh, that that crowd uh, and the crowd brings out the best in the boys. Last night, the guys and the gals worked their asses off. They fed off of that crowd, just like a rock and roll band feeds off their crowd. You could see last night that the AEW locker room and the AEW talent were wanted to be out there and tear the house down. Every single person went for the jugular last night when it came to grabbing that crowd and giving them a an entertaining show and taking them on a hell of a ride. Sirius XM presents an exclusive podcast. Comic-Con begins. Comics, science fiction, monster movies, Star Trek, fantasy, Star Wars. Learn how a group of high school comic book fans, children were going to the back of a dirty bookstore, started what became the biggest annual pop culture event in the world. Geeks are running Hollywood now. Comic-Con changed my life. Comic-Con begins. A six-part series. All episodes available now on the SXM app. Download today, free for most subscribers. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. The best part of spring cleaning takeaway is the post-clean clarity you get. It's kind of like when you find out you've been paying a fortune for wireless when Mint Mobile has phone plans for $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan. It's time to switch to Mint Mobile. All plans come with high-speed data and unlimited talk and text delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. Ditch overpriced wireless with Mint Mobile's limited-time deal and get three months of premium wireless service for $15 a month. To get this new customer offer and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com slash bustedopen. That's mintmobile.com slash bustedopen. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash bustedopen. $45 upfront payment required equivalent to $15 a month. New customers on first three-month plan only. Speed slower above 40 gigabytes on unlimited plan. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. 
Warmer, sunnier days are calling. Fuel up for them with Factors, no prep, no mess meals. Meet your wellness goals in time for summer thanks to the menu of chef-crafted meals with options like Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Factors Fresh Never Frozen Meals are dietitian approved and ready to eat in just two minutes. So no matter how busy you are, you'll always have time to enjoy nutritious, great-tasting meals. With 35 different meals and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every week, you'll always have new flavors to explore. Crush your wellness goals this May with dietitian approved meals and ingredients that you can trust. Treat yourself to restaurant-quality meals that feature premium ingredients like filet mignon, shrimp, and blackened salmon. Head to Factormeals.com slash Busted50 and use code Busted50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code Busted50 at Factormeals.com slash Busted50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. We see even in the world of the WWE where NXT creates these great personalities and characters. Using, for an example a Bobby Roode who was absolutely phenomenal as a heel champion in NXT goes to the main roster and they just don't have anything for him. And he kind of just gets moved around and postured around, but he's nothing like he was with NXT, which was a character created within the world of the WWE. Aleister Black in NXT, awesome character, awesome entrance. They have that bleed through to the main roster when he debuts to where 80,000 fans at WrestleMania, for God's sakes, is singing along to his entrance theme. But you said, hey, you know what? Vince McMahon, that character has to be in his image. And you want to know something, Bully? I can't argue in the world of the WWE right now. But Bully, to me, the biggest name in the history of pro wrestling and obviously in the history of the WWF is Hulk Hogan. I don't care what anybody's, you could throw out any name you want. I'm sorry, having to having lived through Hulkamania, there's no bigger star in the history of pro wrestling than Hulk Hogan. Now, it took the WWF to a national spectrum. Hey, Vince McMahon wanted to take the WWF national. How did he do it? With Hulk Hogan. There would be no WrestleMania without Hulkamania. But the Hulk Hogan that you saw on WWF was basically the same Hulk Hogan that you saw in Vern Gagne's AWA. I'm talking the red and yellow. I'm talking Hulkamania. I'm talking coming to the ring with Eye of the Tiger. That all happened with Vern Gagne's AWA. So he just took Vern Gagne's vision of Hulk Hogan and brought it to the WWF, and it worked, it clicked, and it brought the WWF to new levels. Yes or no, Bully? Yes. So when you have, to me, if you have something that's clicking and working, why mess with it? And he did it when it came to Hulk Hogan. But man, he does now. He does now. I always hate when people use the phrase, well, it was a different time in the wrestling business. But in this case, it was a different time and it was a different business mentality for Vince. Vince needed Hulk Hogan to take him to the next level. And if something was working someplace else, let's just piggyback on it. Let's pump some more money into it. Let's make it bigger and better and brighter and shinier. Vince needed Hulk at that moment. Vince needed the Bret Hart 
the Shawn Michaels. Yes, those guys came up in the WWE, but th- those were the versions of Brett and Shawn. And then obviously the 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 one that really catapulted the WWE was Stone Cold and then The Rock. He needed these talents to get over in their organic uh, way, being true to themselves to get the company to the next level. Well, the company now is at a worldwide level in which they can't, they can't, almost can't be taken down. The WWE does not look at AEW as competition right now. Yes, we, we know that it is competition, whether it's the Wednesday Night War thing um, or AEW just being another uh brand out there <clears throat> but for you know in that matter you could say ring of honor is competition i guess anything is competition if you're in the same space the wwe also lets other has let other companies survive is because they don't ever want anybody to come after them and claiming that the wwe is a monopoly but as far as the wwe is concerned c- concerned now they don't need anybody to get them to that next level They want to control everybody now. It's all about the game and how you play it. It's all about control and how you can take it. Nobody will ever be bigger than the WWE. Cena was the last guy. Roman will never be as over as John Cena was, where, you know, Cena is out there doing all of this other stuff. Roman, I don't think Roman will get to rock-esque or stone-cold-esque levels, but Roman is top of the food chain, and Charlotte is top of the food chain, and this is about as big as they will get. Big enough where the WWE can still control them. Vince will never let a talent control him again. Thus, he will do whatever he wants with it. When I see, if I see Hunter create something in NXT, like, a, like an Aleister Black, and he moves up to the main roster, and 80,000 people are singing the words to his song, <clears throat> it's my job as a booker and a promoter to listen to that, be in tune with that, and figure out a way to take it to the next level. Because it's already been built. It's there. Yes. It's done. I can't let my personal get in the way. Maybe maybe Vince McMahon personally didn't like his look, like his character, like whatever. And he's like, no, I have to change this. Well, why would you change it if a young boy who just debuted, you know, who showed up at WrestleMania is one of the most over guys there? Don't change nothing. Just find a way to, to build upon it. One of the things that we talked about on the podcast this week also, you know, it was a, a, it was a, it was a side story with the NWL. Vince took a look at what was going right in ECW and turned it into entire... ECW was all about attitude. Vince turned it into a global attitude um, uh, company. WCW just tried to copy it. My point is, Vince understood what was right about ECW, took it to the next level. Understand what's right about your talent and then help them get to the next level. Shine the light on the positives, hide the negatives. Look at Shinsuke Nakamura. The guy freaking main events, two Wrestle Kingdoms. 
<clears throat> you bring him in with all this pomp and circumstance, and now he's no better on a daily basis than a mid-carder. Yeah, he's a mid-carder. I mean, he, I mean, I mean, and that's kind of like a compliment at this point because there's times you don't even see Shinsuke Nakamura on TV. It just feels like, and this is to bring it back to AEW, and I'm just guessing because I'm not there, that Tony Khan is talking to a Tommy End and saying, I loved what you did in the WWE. Now let's let's take it up a notch. Like it it kind of feels like back Vince McMahon's back attitude back in the day, right? When he was still hungry. Hey, I love what Hogan, I love what you did in the AWA, but that was just a taste. Let's let's pump it up like you said. Let's put money into it. Let's let's make it larger than life. It almost feels like in the WWE you get to a certain point and then they pull the plug. I feel like Tony Khan is saying, all right, man, let's bring that edge. People wanted to see the edginess of this character. Let's deliver some edginess to this character that we weren't able to see in the WWE. This is the hope for me as a wrestling fan, Bully, because what you're saying actually gets me excited. Going to a wrestler, going back to your tweet, going to a wrestler, what do you got? Give me all that you have. I'm giving you I'm giving you the platform. Hey, we're a national TV product. We're on TNT at 8 p.m. Eastern time every single Wednesday. Here's your platform. Show me what you got. That excites me as a wrestling fan bully. A good working relationship between a booker slash promoter and a talent slash wrestler performer should be 51-49. 51 on the booker owner end, 49 on the talent end. That's as close to working together as you possibly can with the extra 1% going to the booker promoter owner because at the end of the day, it's their company, it's their vision. They have to, they're the final decision maker. You can't have a 50-50 because you'll never, if there is a disagreement, nobody wins. So somebody has to take responsibility. But a good booker is very much in tune with the talent. What works about this talent? What doesn't work about this talent? Let's accentuate the positives. Let's hide the negatives. That's a good working relationship. And that's what you want to have. And I do believe in AEW, we're seeing that. Tony is letting his talent run. He's letting them run a little too much. If you let them run that much, they'll run so hard and so fast, you'll never be able to corral them again. But it's the exact opposite of what's going on in the WWE for the majority of the talent. I bet you last night, when those lights turned on, Tommy End had a rush go through him like he's free at last. Uh, so let me ask you, did Tommy End and, and the last, I don't know, year with the WWE, was he not, I, I don't want to say going through the motions because that's disrespectful, but, you know, uh, I if there's a better term, I'll try to find it. But like, hey, I'm going to give my all. I'm going to give 100%. But where is this really going? Where is my character going? Where is this storyline going? Where am I going to be in six months? Like, those questions probably go through his head when he was a part of the WWE. Now he's got to be, 
I, I, I can't wait until next week. I can't wait till I have a microphone in my hand. I can't wait until there's a camera pointed at me and I can deliver a message. He has got, he must be like a kid on Christmas Eve right now. Dave, you ever watch horse racing? Yes. When they put the horses in the gates and that horse is stifled in the gate, that horse wants out so bad. And that horse is only stifled for like 20, 30 seconds just to get them all loaded in. But that horse does not like to be in that gate because horses are born to run. And that's what wrestlers are born to do, to run. They have a vision of themselves. Wrestlers have a vision of themselves from, from the first day that they know that they want to be wrestlers and they're home by themselves and their parents are out and they're running around in, the, in their underwear cutting promos in the mirror and now all of a sudden you get to the biggest place in the world the most you know the biggest wrestling company on the planet the dream the wwe the wwe and then you can be stifled and being stifled as a performer and an artist sucks all you want to do is run all you want to do is have the booker listen have you know you sit down with them and you go and the booker says what do you see for yourself blah 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 you tell them and then you ask the booker what do you see in me and that's how you work together at the end of the day it's the booker's final call anybody who knows anything and and i have to bring up paul Heyman. anything you wanted to go out there and try as a performer anything he would let you do your head. If you think it's going to work, go out there. If it doesn't work, we never have to revisit it. But if it does, let's catch that lightning and let's let's run with it. And bully Dave, that. Ain't- per- Dave, personally, I'm sorry. Personally, no. I knew I was not working as a babyface in ECW anymore. I knew I had chemistry with Devon. I said, Paul, let me and Devon be a heel tag team. Let us go out there and do it. And he said, Okay, go ahead, do it. That was it. And the rest is history for me. Yep. Just because I had a feeling on something. A good well, if you feel strong, if you feel strong, like, if you feel bully before a show, if an Ed gives us a rundown of what we, what he wants us to talk about. If bully right before the show, you said, Dave, I got, I got to get it. I feel really strongly about a certain segment from last night's show. You think I'm going to be like, no, you know, Ed sent the rundown. We got to follow the rundown. I can't get... No, I'm going to be like, Bully, if you feel strongly about this, go with it. Let's hear it. I mean, I, and I think the audience wants that as well. They don't want contrived bullshit. They want something from the heart. They want some kind of emotion. And, and, and the AEW fan base is going to eat this up. You know how I know? The Dan Lambert uh, segment from last night, that promo that he cut in the middle of the ring. The first thing he said was AEW sucks. The boo birds came flying. And listen, some of the shit that he was saying, I kind of agree with. Like he was talking about the old school wrestling. He's throwing out names, bully, that I fell in love with. He's bringing up old, you know, championship wrestling from Florida that I used to watch on the New Jersey network when I was a little kid. But all he had to do was say AEW sucks and... Fucking, they hated the guy. I don't know if you would get that same reaction if somebody came on into the middle of the ring, let's say in Chicago, and said, you know what, Monday Night Raw sucks. I think there'd actually be people cheering. 
I agree. I agree. The, the AEW fan base is extremely loyal. I mean, look at how it is on social media. The, the, you, you really can't tell AEW fans anything. They're, they're really not listening, and they're not having polite, spirited conversation. It's our company is the best. I mean, in a way, it's great because they will die for their company. They will yeah. march into battle and die for their company. Whatever AEW and Tony Khan does, it's right. It's all right. I mean, that's not the truth. I mean, AEW does get a lot of things right. They get a few things wrong also. And all they need to do is be open-minded to the things that they do wrong. But you know what, though, Bully? Like, you're saying that, and I and I hate to bring it back to ECW, but I will. Think about that ECW fan base. ECW fan base, it's just like the Beyond the Mat documentary. The fans outside are chanting, fuck WWE, fuck WCW. Like, they would lay down and die for the company. Not only would the fans lay down and die for ECW, I would think that the wrestlers would lay down and die for ECW. You have no idea. You have no idea. You know, uh, companies or talent talk about, oh, our locker room is a family. Our, you know, we're so tight-knit. That's a lot of bullshit most of the time. Mm-hmm. That's people trying to put a nice, happy spin on everything, which too many phony fuck wrestlers do. Oh, it's like a family. It's like a family. Yeah? You ever see families fight before? How bad does it get in your household when your family would fight? Thanksgivings could be kind of rough in the LaGreca house. You know? And in the wrestling business where everybody's looking out for one another, all, all you need to have is one, um, one problem within the locker room, and you'll see how, you know, everybody will stab each other in the back. But in ECW, it, there was a weird camaraderie, a weird family, because our owner believed it was us against the world. Thus, we believed it was us against the world. When ECW guys came together, there was a camaraderie that I have never witnessed in the wrestling industry before, nor have I ever heard about in the wrestling industry before. To this day, if if I was to walk into a bar and the Sandman happened to be there, and uh, Raven happened to be there, and uh, and uh, Sabu happened to be there, and Rob Van Dam happened to be there. If somebody came up to me and started a fight with me, those guys would have my back just like I would have them because we truly went to war with the entire wrestling industry. I'm seeing bits and pieces of that within AEW. Thanks for listening. Catch us Monday through Saturday on Busted Open from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM. Fight Nation, Channel 156. The Busted Open Podcast. Busted Open is part of the Sirius XM Podcast Network. The executive producer is Ed Robinson. The associate producer is Gabby Laspisa. Andy King is the director of sports podcasting for Sirius XM. Special thanks to SiriusXM Senior Vice President of Sports Programming and Podcasting, the legendary Steve Cohen, and SiriusXM Fight Nation Program Director, Marissa Rivas. SiriusXM Podcasts. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters 
both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn on what you want, like trying out that new workout class, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like a foam roller for your sore muscles. That's the beauty of the Active Cash Credit Card. It's ready when you are with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash active cash.